0: Hello, hello, you're vibing with Kairos Keenan-Westcott, but hey, you can just call me Kai. Welcome to another episode of the Vibe with Kai podcast. I'm all about flipping the script on mental health, turning tough topics into open conversations and shining a light into the corners where the sun doesn't always reach. Now, whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, or somewhere in between, I'm here to engage, entertain, and educate. I primarily vibe around ADHD and introversion around here, but I'm not afraid to tackle all corners of the mental health landscape. I believe that a good laugh can be just as therapeutic as a good cry. So I sprinkle in a little humor like confetti because, hey, why not? (laughs) Life's a party, even when it's a bit of a chaotic one. So with that said, sit back, grab your favorite beverage, maybe even your favorite fidget toy, and let's start vibing. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to
1: the Vibe with Kai podcast. I'm your host, Kai, ready to dive into another insightful conversation about life, about the world that we live in today. It's quite the world that we live in. Uh, I have a special guest uh, whose voice has echoed through the creative industry, bringing hope and broadening mindsets. Do you like this intro so far? Isn't it I
2: feel so good right now. Keep I going.
1: Hope you feel special. Yes. She is an online business enthusiast former therapist, and most notably the host of the Heather Parody Show, which is a podcast you can listen to anywhere you listen to podcasts, Uh, a woman whose quirky Arkansas upbringing has molded her into a strong, influential figure in the world of (music) creative. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to the unashamed, unbashful, and definitely lit up Heather Parody. How is that?
2: I, I've got just like I'm like thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be with you. Yeah. And you know, man, like I know you have like the word introverted like all over your content and your <laughs> yeah. stuff, but I would never guess that about you. And then you reading that makes me kind of feel weird because the truth is, is like I'm really a loner and by myself a lot and I get lit up on camera and my content. But yeah. it, I'm also like, don't talk to me. I'm really.
1: No, that's legit. Energy mild. drained. Yes, 100%. Because like people like, people say to me, that I, sometimes in the comment sections of my post, people will be like, there is no way you're an introvert. You have a personality. <laughs> like, and it's like, I don't think people like understand sometimes that like, it's all about the, the drainage of your battery. Right. <laughs> so like, I'm an introvert, but like, I can talk to people. I don't mind being around people. It's just it's like, once it's time to go, Like, I'm not going to talk to you. Like, I don't want to be around you
2: anymore. Do do you see this? I have this big fluffy rug behind me. and Every time I get done with a client call or an interview, I usually lay flat on my back right there and just do deep (laughs) breathing for a while. And somebody one time found out that I did that and they were kind of offended. They're like, did I drain you of your energy? And I'm like, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do do with, I give out so much Mm -hmm. that when it's my time, it's like, Mm -hmm. where's my journal? Where's my candle? Where's my Snuggie?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. Yes. people take it personally sometimes and I always have to tell them, don't take it personal. Like this is just yeah. how, how my, my brain and my body works. Just give me a give me a second and then I'll I'll do whatever you need me to do. Uh, this is really cool because you're like I, I love talking to people like you because you're a podcaster as well. Yeah. You're also a former therapist and like a lot of my stuff is about mental health yeah. and all this. so you're you're a podcaster, former therapist, among many other things, but I gotta ask, who are you? Who are you, Heather Parody? Who are you behind the scenes? Can you share a little bit about uh, about your personal life? I don't who know. I'm still who, trying to who, figure that who out. To? Who am I talking to right now? Who <laughs> are you? What's your
2: soul's purpose? What's your <laughs> calling? I'm literally going to go lay down on this rock and this is over. Um, Man, I just had my human design read, and I'm going to get woo on you real I quick.
1: I just heard about that. I didn't uh, know that was thing. Uh,
2: yeah, it's it's weird. It's, it's crazy. When I got it read, I'm just like have you been peeking in my window my whole life it was really creepy but one uh, hour I'll, I'll tell you what it said and maybe that'll answer uh, your question um yeah. it says that i'm someone who has to have a mission and has mm. to be in service and have to feel like that i'm doing a cause like cause is really really important to mm. me um i'm not I'm, I'm the worst small talk gal in the world like you come right. over i'm like what's your calling, what like you just did to me, I do to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that stuff. And the human design said that I'm called to people who are misunderstood and unseen. Mm. And I feel that deeply because I felt that way my whole life, just mm-hmm. kind of um again, despite my personality, what I seem like online, really misunderstood and really unseen. And
1: Interesting.
2: I love those people and I feel called to them.
1: Right, right. And and you were if I'm not mistaken, you were homeschooled, right? And you, you grew up, you grew up in Arkansas. I know, right. <laughs> uh, you were homeschooled in, in Arkansas in Arkansas. Have those has I guess homeschooling in Arkansas, how much has that like shaped who you are today? Like how Huge. much of that plays into the people to plays into the person that people look at and listen to every day?
2: I, I lived a very isolated life. Very, very isolated. And it, it wasn't just being homeschooled in an Arkansas um but my mom you know love you mom i know she'll never hear this but you know she really held us back away from Mm. a lot of people in general um so socialization was something that i just wasn't exposed to until i got older and so as you can imagine the social awkwardness of coming into i'm i mean i'm talking like dude you have no idea like being inside looking out the window seeing other kids like <laughs> right, it, right. it was that kind of lifestyle I mean granted there were times we were let out of the house I'm not I'm trying not to say we were locked in or anything but um it was a very isolated existence and mm-hmm. I don't know if that maybe kind of plays into my introversion now where you know I really like being alone because that's my mm-hmm. homeostasis right but um that coupled with a uh, not a lot of exposure to the world and kind of like i know this sounds really weird but the kind of silly vibe stuff that people have I, I i just i'm not good at it i
1: that's
2: fair I, get I, that. I don't even know how to explain it or whatever so so yeah i'm kind of grateful for it because it's made me a little quirky and weird and i've learned to embrace it as i you yeah. know i'm 36 years old i'm getting a more and more comfortable with skin every day
1: are you no, 30, i am 30, i just turned 36 in may
2: I really, I love this age and I was afraid of getting older, but now I'm like, yeah. Man, this is really cool. Cause I'm getting a lot less aware of people's perceptions or yeah. I just don't care anymore.
1: <laughs> do you, do you like your thirties better than your twenties? Cause I like my thirties oh. better than my twenties, like a lot.
2: And I'm trying to tell myself, yes. And I'm trying to tell myself that forties all feel the same way. Cause I'm a little nervous mm. about that. How do you feel? I Are am you nervous so, getting 40? I am,
1: I am a little nervous. I am because I was funny when I was younger, I used to think. Of people in their like 30s and 40s as people that have their shit together, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I sit here sometimes. I'm like, am I, the, am I, am I in the right spot? Am I?
2: I, I know. <laughs> I know. I've, I've been thinking a lot about age and our mm. oh my, damn, we're all over the place. I'm sorry, but the. What can you say? So this,
1: is, this is my life. This is my life. Right okay,
2: here. good. good. <laughs> the societal. Um, narrative around what it means to be older and your mm-hmm. purpose and your value and even like appearance because I don't know you tell me because you're a dude and um again I don't want to make like gender generalization so yeah. forgive me. Um but gr- growing up identified as a woman in this space mm-hmm. like the thought of you know my face looking different and I can already mm-hmm. see it happening a little bit and mm-hmm. I'm I, I can feel like my parts of my body feeling a little softer than they used to feel and (laughs) I'm like 36 and I'm like damn like (laughs) why is my narrative around this so harsh yeah where I can't be like feeling really sexy and good about that Mm -hmm. as opposed to sadness and dread and I know it's a societal
1: that's what I was going to bring I was going to ask like do you think that any of that has to do with what we see every day when we you know, turn on the TV, when we watch movies, when we're scrolling through social media, that that all plays a factor uh, into into how we perceive ourselves sometimes, right?
2: It does. And that's why I'm yeah. excited about people like you who put out, you know, great content. And because we have media, literally like a new media in our hands that don't mm-hmm. ha- doesn't have to come from streaming or whatever mm-hmm. content creators. That's what's so cool about what we do is we can literally start shifting some of those narratives, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I try I try my best because there there is a lot of darkness, a lot of negativity on social media. And I think because of that, it's easy to blame social media for a lot of different things. But I think also people just tend to overlook the fact that there's so much good out there on social as well. Like people like you that are that are helping people like legit every day, which we're gonna talk about in a second. You're helping people. I try to I try with the limited like power that i have platform that i have like i want to help as many people as i can and there are so many people out there and in fact uh one of your most recent guests uh my friend Joe tang uh who i love to death uh, I, love I, I love him have known him we we connected during the the pandemic uh have you ever heard, did you hear about the pandemic it was kind of crazy you hear about it? Oh,
2: what happened?
1: Uh, just the world was weird for a second. It was it's all weird. good now, but it's all good. Yeah, it's, it's all, it's all we solved oh, everything. Everybody's healthy. There's no racism. Everybody's like just a okay. It's, it's
2: all good. Let's yeah. go back yeah,
1: to the we, norm. Solved, we, solved, we solved everything. <laughs> but but people like Joe spend their, like, they use their platform to, to inspire as, as many people mm-hmm. as possible. And do you? seeing that you use your platform to, to help people, do you ever feel a pressure? You know, like like you were talking about how, you know, as we get older, we scroll through social and we have like these things that we think we're supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel a pressure to help people not feel that way?
2: No, oh, that's so like- interesting. Yeah. Um, do I ever feel a pressure to help people not feel... Tell me the
1: word. Um, we just we could just sit here in silence for twenty minutes. I think we could do that instead of. I can't think of any words. You want me to think of words? I don't have words. Help words. So, words.
2: so pressure to pressure, just to help people in general. You mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. So like, so like, because we were talking about how you and I as we get older we feel like this weirdness right like we're getting Mm. older our faces are different our bodies are different yeah Uh, and a lot of the people that listen to the stuff that we make might feel the same way do you feel Mm. do you feel any pressure to give them comfort like do you feel an obligation to do that or do you just kind of like do like do you try to validate any of those feelings
2: oh gosh I'm so glad you're bringing this up because I I haven't but now I'm kind of asking myself why have I not talked about this
1: more I ask myself Um, that every day like in in your defense because like I I ask I ask myself this every day I'm like am I am I approaching this the right way you know like as a content creator like we were talking before we hit record like as content creators like people I don't think realize how much we ask ourselves these questions (laughs)
2: don't you think it's interesting i'm curious mm-hmm. your perspective on this how you know we're shifting away from the guru mm-hmm. vibe people are kind of mm-hmm. over that and then we kind of went real authentic where people mm-hmm. are like dear dying us mm-hmm. and so it's kind of this weird medium thing of like wanting to add value to people's yeah. lives while still maintaining transparency mm-hmm. and it's really interesting trying to figure out how to do this and I feel
1: We're I felt
2: yeah I felt crippled mm-hmm. a lot within content because I'm like um, I want to help people and add value and blah, 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 blah. but right. then on the other sense it's like you don't want to come across like you don't doubt yourself every
1: single freaking yes. day. How do you deal yes. with
2: this, Kai? Help me.
1: No, that's a, that's a great question because like because like you've seen my stuff like I I, I try to radiate as much. You're pop, so as funny. As I try. I try. I love it. Like, but but the thing is, because of that. A lot of people think that i'm smiling and happy all the time all the time and i have to sometimes tell people like hey listen this is all very like i'm a genuine person like what you see that is me right Mm -hmm. but it's all very curated right it's very very curated so um you have to be careful when you assume uh, things about uh, a person that you follow even if they're being genuine because we don't put it all out there like there, mm-hmm. there is a level of privacy and boundaries that we have and we try to be as genuine as possible but when we try to radiate positivity but we also want to find that balance of being true to ourselves and being true to what the situation is that we're in and that's hard yeah it's really hard because you don't you also don't want to radiate toxic positivity which i think is worse oh. <laughs> but, you know
2: in fairness i say this quite a bit to folks maybe it's comforting myself I don't know we're the first like real generation to try to figure out what it means to be a human being online Mm. and try to navigate the implications of that because think Mm -hmm. about it our parents didn't have to deal with it Mm -hmm. you and I people in our age group are figuring out human emotion business content relationships Mm -hmm. all the mental health in a, not only in the regular world but the digital world yes. so the fact that we're confused like give us you know everybody or yourselves a little grace because it's mm-hmm. like we're pioneering a path that no one in history has ever yes. had to pioneer
1: before yeah we're kind of like a like a bridged generation because we like i remember what life was like before cell phones i remember what yeah. it was like before we were on the internet outside. you
2: got bored do you remember getting bored <laughs> well we would. i would go outside <laughs> I would hang
1: out with my friends outside like that was that was our social that there were these things theater.
2: that had wings on them and they were they went shoop shoop shoop. it was really cool they would just like float by you don't, i mean
1: they're extinct they're not they're not there anymore i, I haven't don't seen come. them in a long time yeah, yeah. if you see when it's not real <laughs> so how do you so how do you escape Have they like how do you how, like all of like all of the stuff that you that you work on as a content creator and, and all how do you Take care of yourself and just like escape from all of it for for a little bit. What do you do?
2: I don't do a good job at it at all. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to figure that out. I, I think I just mentioned to you this book I read that messed me up called The E Myth,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I've been people have been recommending it to me for a few years. I'm like that ah, ah, sounds boring, and then mm-hmm. I just read it last month. And it was weird how the universe works because this mm-hmm. was the year I needed to read that book. But it's talking about putting in more. God, like, oh, this is going to sound boring and y'all are probably going to like click off here like oh my god this is nerdy but systems and processes systems and processes to make your life a little easier because creative space like i know i could be way better if i had space to think mm. but right now i'm just uh because i have a full full full-time business like my mm-hmm. business is effing full-time right and then i'm putting out content you know mm-hmm. um so i i don't ever step out of it and look at it you know you're working in your business versus on it that whole thing mm-hmm. right i don't do a good job the only thing that i do for myself is i run every day mm. and that's a sanctuary
1: mm-hmm.
2: but hit me up in a year because i hopefully will be in a better spot than i am now because <laughs> right now it's madness i'm not even gonna it's lie really to you.
1: hard it's really hard because like uh, uh like some people think that you know, I make content full-time and I, and I, in a way do, right? Isn't it funny I'm people like, think I that? I'm... <sighs> I have a nine to five. I'm the, I'm the executive director of paid media at a, at a digital marketing firm. So from nine to five, I'm in that world and I yep. come home and I make content. We were talking about how on Saturdays, like the, those are our content days that we, you know, put together yep. a lot of things. Um, so it's it it is not something and 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 just like you I do struggle with it too but I I do feel that I'm at an advantage sometimes with in in comparison to some other creators because like when I get home it's just me and my cats like I'm not I don't I'm not married I don't have children I don't like it's just me and my my two boys Hamilton and Bert and like that's it (laughs) So, so it's easy for me to kind of disconnect a little bit um is it is it do you have that kind of Ability to disconnect do you like do you come home to somebody or is it just like you. And it's like closed door leave me alone.
2: Yeah, I have a family. I have a husband. I have two mm-hmm. kids, Um, a cat. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tell you that's also really hard because I'm married to someone who isn't an entrepreneurial creative mm-hmm. person at okay. all. So the mm-hmm. language of trying to understand why. You work past five on things that aren't necessarily paying you money. Yep. Because I'll I, and I, I put it on my Instagram the other day. and it was, I'm going to start talking louder about it. I don't make money off my content. Mm-hmm. I have made money off my content. I know that's the smart thing and I know that's the goal. But I also understand long term game and it's going to take me a long time let me not put that in the universe it'll take me time (laughs) to (laughs) to see that translated you know in dollar bills but that's not the reason I do it the reason I do it is because I'm called to do it and I love it Mm -hmm. so communicating that you know in a relationship's been so hard and I'm not saying anything I haven't said before out loud Mm -hmm. um, because you don't just have to physically remove yourself you also to have that communication issue of like why World. the hell are you on saturday night for the past five years doing
1: that yeah that, that admittedly heather i think that's also one of the reasons why i just number one don't seek relationships and number two if i'm in one i it's it's hard for me to stay in one because there's not too many people that understand the hustle that that people like you and i go through some like in the, in this regard right so like there's our Saturday my Saturday is always content creation. I'll come home and I'll, it's like I'll get something to eat and I'm content creation yep. or I'm I'm studying something like it's always something that um, you know like playing the long form game like you were mentioning, like it's stuff that I know is going to benefit me in the future. Will it give me any kind of uh, reward right then and there? Probably not. Right. Yeah. There's so many late nights and I'm like, why did I say I'm, you know, I, know, but, I know, but, but I know that's going to help me in, in the future. And there's not too many people that, that understand that, that hustle that, that we have.
2: Yeah. And sometimes, like, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, do, do you need therapy, Heather? Like what's wrong with you where, mm-hmm. you know, and I've talked to a few of my other creator friends about this, where we almost... Yeah, I say envy, even though we really don't like, just kind of look at other people and like, why, how can you be so satisfied, like mm-hmm. getting off and just chillaxing? But right. I don't know, man. Like, I just, and, and to get spiritual on you, I just feel like God has put mm-hmm. something in each of us that we mm-hmm. have to honor and we have to cultivate and we have that we have to be loyal to. Yes. And whether it was induced more by some trauma and shit that happened in my past or whatever it was i know this like fire in me that has to mm-hmm. be expressed and one day i believe i'll answer to that and you know it's hard too because i got two babies you know and i, I want to be a good mom to them and right but also they're two little girls and i'm like i want you to see a woman who's lit up and mm-hmm. fights for things and works her ass off because she's true to herself because maybe one day you know you're going to be a painter and yeah. you'll remember that and maybe they'll end up in therapy and I'm wrong about all this, but um, it's rough, man. I mean, there's yeah. more questions than answers.
1: Well, you, you, you mentioned therapy, which, which is great because you, you used to be a therapist. You, yeah. You, you used, you used to do, so how has being a former therapist, how does that affect your day to day now? Like how much does that come into play?
2: All day, every day,
0: all day, every
1: day.
2: <laughs> Cause here's the deal. And this is truth. It's not just like my clients it's me too the thing we think is the thing is not the thing you know what I mean like we think we have an issue with my landing page isn't loading right but the reason we're blowing up and kicking the cat
1: I'm triggered right
2: now (laughs) you know what I'm saying the reason we're blowing up and we're acting a fool over some of this stuff has some deeper issues going on here it's like okay Mm. why is this triggering me so bad and I just had this conversation with a client the other day and like super good dude But I'm like, you have to get comfy with Mm -hmm. things breaking and not working out and there being issues because when you're working in tech, that's a daily occurrence. And Mm -hmm. so this stress and this anxiety that's coming up all the time, like we have to learn how to manage that. Um, So I'm not not giving therapy to people, but in the same sense, I recognize things a lot more Mm -hmm. that it's like, oh, okay, like this person's not an asshole. Like Mm -hmm. there's something else going on there. And even in myself, friend, like where i realize my own shit a lot more like mm-hmm. i came out of therapy school going i needed
1: therapy mm-hmm. I feel, sorry i'm feel, cussing feel, on your show okay kind of- <laughs> yeah, you're fine you're okay. fine me. you're fine um okay. i i think i think we're we're also very self-aware i think people yeah. like you and i um and like sometimes that drives me nuts how self-aware I am because I think sometimes uh, and I talk I talk with this with my therapist I'm like I'm pretty sure that I'm thinking about something that I don't need to think about I'm pretty sure that I'm just like in my brain about something that either I'm doing or wearing or saying or presenting, mm-hmm. whatever it may be that I, I really shouldn't but like I'm very particular about it I'm very self-aware about the like the things that I put out there and and how I present myself. And it like drives me nuts sometimes, but it's also, I feel like it's a blessing and a curse, right? Cause I'm like, I'm I'm self-aware enough to like prevent myself from putting myself in awful positions, but Mm -hmm. I'm also self-aware enough to the point that it sometimes holds me back. I think.
2: Asked Joe, our friend the other day, this, I'm curious with you, would you consider yourself to be empathic?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, Tell me what I, that I, means
2: for you. Right. How does that manifest for you?
1: That's a great question. Uh, I am one hundred percent an empath. It is easy for me to put myself in the shoes of other people mm-hmm. and try to understand what they're going through. And I get shit for it all the time. And I'll give you the perfect example because it happened recently. Right. So most recently we, we had the um the the submarine that that imploded down in by the Titanic, right? All over the news, big thing, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, people, understandably so, which is fine, whatever. However you feel about it, were like, oh, they're billionaires. Fuck them, <laughs> right? Like they're like all like that kind of mindset. And for me, it was really, really, really hard mm. for me to just say fuck them. I, I I couldn't do it. I, all I was thinking about was, oh my god, they're in. They were in this situation just as a human being. Oh, no. they're in this situation and they died and now their families are affected their friends are affected like will, would they have the same empathy for me probably not would they care probably not but like that's also just not how my brain works like, no. so like i felt awful like before we found out what actually happened i i was like they're stuck down there and they don't know how to get out i don't care how much money they have blah blah, blah like i and i got when i tell you that i got so much shit for it like you would mm-hmm. have thought that i was like running over people's pets with my car like mm-hmm. it was it was that bad and and it's just really really difficult for me to to think that way but i also understand why people think that way about billionaires and millionaires but i like i'm like man but they're also a human being and i'm like okay if they if they just quote deserve to die Like, I I would ask people sometimes, would you pull the trigger? If you had it, like, if you had a gun to their head, would you pull the trigger? And if their answer was no, I would be like, what is that? Why? Why? What is that right there? What is the reason behind it? And just try to have people think of it that way. I don't think that they deserve to die. I just, I just, I hate, I just don't, I hate that mindset. I got so much shit for it. So I stopped talking about it, to be honest. I just stopped talking about it.
2: So do people think they deserve to die because of their status in life or because yeah. of what, mm-hmm. what what do you think that is like what is it
1: Well I mean there are billionaires uh, even millionaires in the world that do not they they're probably they may not be good people they don't give back to the community that they, they don't help as many people as they probably could or should whatever it may be mm-hmm. I, we don't know right but there is a big disconnect between uh, the upper class, middle class, and and lower class, and th- those gaps sure. are wide are widening,
2: widening right. right, and
1: so there is a a growing anger towards the upper class. Once again, understandably so, because right. like, right, I get it, I totally get it. They take advantage of the of the poor, like like one hundred percent, I get it. But like, I just I still can't be like, oh, oh well. That's,
2: that's what's blowing my mind here is I I get, you know, I completely understand, agree with wealth gap and just the, you know, insane shit that's going on in our country, mm-hmm. the human being element to it. I'm with you Of the sense of, I, I, God, please help me, <laughs> don't call me on this, but don't understand like good, somebody died. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's so interesting mm-hmm. to me
1: right and and sometimes what people would say uh because i would be like i don't know if anybody really deserves to die right and they would say well what about hitler and i'm like well i mean i feel like these are like like i don't think it's okay to compare somebody that like publicly murdered millions and millions and millions of people versus a billionaire who went down in a submarine um because he had the means to and he likes adventure you know like i just don't i just don't get the comparison but to anybody listening right now or watching that's like, rah, like, don't get me wrong. I get it. I get why yeah, you totally. like them. I get it. It's totally. just really, to, to answer your, your previous question, it's just like, I feel like I'm an empath to my demise at some times because like, I'll give people the benefit of the doubt all the time. And I've and people have taken advantage of that with me.
2: What, what do you think is the, because I, I'm with you, I will, mm-hmm. I will almost... I can't get it out of my head like there's been I don't even want to say it out loud because I'll start thinking about it again, but just some injustices and things that's happened and mm-hmm. I get so angry and I can't stop thinking about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, Brian will sometimes be like, Well, just get it out of your head. Just stop thinking about it. I'm like, I can't, Paul. I can't do it. And so I try to remind myself, I'm like, Okay, this is a gift. There's a there's yeah. a gift hidden in this deep feeling and this almost mm-hmm. obsessive kind of whatever that we have, what do you mm-hmm. think that that is? And how have you used it either in content or your work or whatever to help humanity?
1: Yeah. I, I, it's a fantastic question. I, I, I just want, I, I want to try to understand people as much as possible. Right. Even like politically. Right. There are people that I disagree with politically, sure. but I will, but I'll listen and I'll try to learn because I'd, like, will I like, well, I, end up agreeing with them probably not right. like I, I know where my morals stand i know what i believe in all of that but i'll listen and i'll try to sometimes convey what they're trying to tell us to other people just for the sake mm. of hopefully understanding why they feel that way i'm not saying that they have to like uh believe them i'm not even saying that they have to like care <laughs> mm. right but like hopefully having not having blinders up and being mm-hmm. like my way or no other way, I mm-hmm. I hope people are are able to expand their horizon, take in as much information as possible, and then make their decisions from there. And I try to I try I try hard, but I also want to respect people's like thoughts and beliefs because I would expect the same in return. I just don't try to like push my thoughts or beliefs on other people. Tell me I what try. you think about
2: this. Tell me mm-hmm. what you think about this. I- the 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 term bridge has been on my heart a lot lately mm-hmm. about um I feel kind of called to that work of mm-hmm. because I'm I'm with you I don't know if it's the empathic yeah. thing but I also think millennials are a little bit in kind of the bridge area too because yeah. you have crazy ass parents
0: in <laughs> yeah. Gen Z
2: who and these are like the most two opposite yeah. folks in the world and I feel like millennials have like kind of filled like this bridge area where mm-hmm. it's like we grew up here and we understand a little bit we see the mistakes here. But we mm-hmm. also are young enough to get what Gen Z is saying.
1: Absolutely. And so
2: like, there's this communication thing here where yes. we're the bridge.
1: Yes. I'm so happy you said that because I'm curious if you have the same mindset as me. I oftentimes hear people shit on Gen Z and Gen Alpha. Huh. I'll never do it. Preach. I'll never do it. And Amen. Come on. Tell me. I'll tell you Come why. Tell tell me. You why. They, just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that they're wrong. Right? So like uh, I, I work in marketing and I work with a lot of clients that are like are older, you know, maybe like 50s, 60s, 70s, right? And they'll be like, we have these young kids, we don't know how to talk to them. They don't, they're always on their cell phone. And I'm like, well, number one, who created the cell phone? I believe that was you guys. <laughs> number two, number two, who bought them the cell phone? Believe it was you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number three, if you're having trouble communicating with them, try asking them questions. Come on. <laughs> hearing them out you know like you have to be able to do that otherwise you're you're going to be frustrated but the minute that you decide that you're going to just not try to understand why gen z is the way they are who might i want to add i think gen z gen alpha some of the smartest people that i've seen and interviewed and and in in my life because we have these phones and we have these contraptions that's able to give us information out the wazoo from all over the world. And they're able to take that information and process it. And they know more by the age of 15 than most people knew by the age of four. I know it. (laughs) You know? And so like, it's like, why not try to learn from them because they are the future. So if you're running a business, are you going to let your business die because you don't want to learn how to communicate with the next generation? Or Mm -hmm. are you going to talk with them? And to your point, millennials are are that bridge because we've oh, seen no. it both ways so it's oh, no. easier for us to like he- hear what gen z is going through and it's easier for us to hear what gen x and the boomers are, are going through because we're right in the middle
2: Look, and then you compound that, that with empathy empathy and being yeah.
1: empathic it's like we're a double bridge yes. <laughs> so we start really feeling yes yeah, yes it's, it's yeah. great. And, and i see this is see this is why i like talking to other other content creators, of the pod. nothing, no offense to any other uh, person that I, <laughs> I've interviewed, but it, it, I, I love having like the, the conversations. And it, uh, for those the, for people that don't know who you are, that don't mm-hmm. listen to your podcast, is your, does your, does your podcast operate uh, in a similar way? Do you like just having like these like conversations? I do. Uh-huh. And
2: I'm so glad we're, we're going to do this on two weeks. Oh, um, yeah, I think, yeah. And it's going to be so easy with you. And I'm so grateful for that, but I've found this where, it's although that's the intent um Mm -hmm. it doesn't always work out that way and i'm trying to get better at being a better creating a better atmosphere and you're great at it you're so good at, at what you do um, oh, but just creating the environment because <laughs> my tendency is to be like oh people aren't conversational mm-hmm. and sometimes that's true sometimes
1: that's really true yes yes it is <laughs> but also
2: like when chat GPT, i'm like chat gbt gave me a shit answer i'm like well maybe you put it in a bad prompt
1: <laughs> yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? So uh-huh.
2: I've really got to level up. I've done, you know, this show where, you know, at like 120, 130, but I've had multiple of them almost to a thousand episodes between all the shows mm-hmm. I've hosted. And so I'm really comfortable and good with, you know, interviewing. But mm-hmm. I think my next task is to get really, really good at f- creating an atmosphere where no matter what personality you have, you can kind of yes, go a little bit yes. because not, not everybody's like you, like, this kind of freedom you
1: have to adapt you have to learn you have like the, for anybody that that's that's listening that wants to get into like podcasting and stuff like that like uh, like i've been doing it for three years if there's one thing i've learned you have to adapt to yeah. the environment and to the people because yeah. if you can't do that like so I like true. I that bad because I had like my everything was super structured and I needed to go as planned. And the minute that it went off the rail, I was lost. I was like, oh, no. Um and just being able to adapt is 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 important. And like you've you've interviewed you like you just mentioned that you've interviewed thousands of people. Mm-hmm. What have like what have you learned from that? Like what from the thousands and thousands of people that you've spoken with? What have you just learned as a collective?
2: Oh, man we are all so freaking much alike and we try so hard to be different
1: Ooh. i love that please continue
2: we present ourselves differently you know you have somebody come on very professional dressed up mm-hmm. three cameras blah 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 and they've recited everything 400 times and They don't want anything to do with you and they're ready to get off by my book. Then you have people who are, you know, just chill out. I had somebody one time in a grocery store, grocery shopping when I interviewed them. I'm like, are you serious?
1: No. (laughs) no. Like I've had
2: like the scale or whatever, but no matter what the topic or whatever, it's so interesting how things always come back around Mm -hmm. to something really internal that we have to deal with before... We can ever get to where we want to go no matter it's always like a, oh it's a tactical thing oh it's the blockchain oh it's this it's that or whatever no no no. there's always like this deeper rooted issue mm-hmm. this thing inside of ourselves that we've got to deal with before anything will move and when we can really get there we're all same. we want love we want to be loved mm-hmm. we want to belong mm-hmm. we want to feel safe we want to feel seen and no matter what that's that's the end game with all these people i've talked Absolutely. to i don't know if you've experienced the same thing or not but yeah
1: i've learned a lot i i, I just like to listen to people i think that's probably the biggest thing that i've learned because I've, I've learned so i can I, you can learn so much just by listening to people not just hearing them but listening and, and, and trying to understand the, the the uh what do you call it in like wizard of Oz, like the the person behind the curtain yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. to, to understand how how a person operates you actually end up learning so much about yourself as mm. well, and and so and it's such a beautiful thing to to, to learn about um especially from a mental health standpoint because like 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 it's like oh my god I, I should okay I'm gonna write that down I like that a lot um because that's what that's all I'm about um I have a couple more questions for you sure. that I, that I, that I want to ask uh because like you're you're amazing and I'm so happy that uh Lee, Gosh, I you, wish I like, wish
2: we lived closer to hang out with you all the time You're so fun I know so I'm just fun.
1: gonna I told you I'm I, right now I'm in Durham you're down in Georgia I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drive down, Do down. yeah right now um, there's a
2: waffle we're good
1: uh, yeah. Do you and chicken? Can we do chicken and waffles?
2: I've never had that, but okay, I really wanted to try it just because it sounds so
1: weird. It's delicious. It's amazing. I don't know, but I
2: mean, I'll try it.
1: But <laughs> You're not kinda... going to regret it. I promise. Okay. You. Okay. I, promise I you. believe you. I believe you. All right. Um, so the, one of the, one, a couple more questions, one of which, cause we were talking about content creation, talk about your podcast and, and all of that not everything is going to go as planned, right? Like with, with <laughs> the content that you put out there, especially when other people, because other people have opinions and they like to yeah. let you know their opinions sometimes. How do you deal with the people that are just like, screw you, Heather, I don't agree with any of this or uh, you're not a good host or you're mm-hmm. not a good content? Like, how do, you, how do you deal with that on a personal level?
2: um well it always hurts my feelings and mm-hmm. for me to just be like oh i gotta hate who's gonna hate like i don't have that attitude like <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
2: it hurts my feelings and yeah. it, it sucks for you know i'll pout about it for the night or whatever mm-hmm. um i told you earlier that kind of thing that just won't let you go and i've had this conversation before with people who just didn't understand why i show up and constantly do this. Um, because I mean I don't even have like I don't have as big of a following as you, you know, like I don't have a lot to show for all the work that I've put in yet. Um so people like, you know, why do you keep grinding? Why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep doing this? I can't not, you know, yeah. there's there's a scripture in the Bible and I'm gonna totally jack this up. And if you are a pastor, please mute this for a minute because I'm gonna <laughs> really know. F this up. <laughs> but there's, you know, when the, one of the disciples came to Jesus and said, you know, um, or Jesus said to the disciple, why don't you leave me too? And the disciple said, well, where else, Lord, would I go? And not to make this like a ministry church thing, but I really do feel called to do the work that I do. I do. I, mm-hmm. I believe God Absolutely. put me on this earth to do this. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's like somebody saying something to me, it hurts my feelings. But then I also look to God and I'm like, what else would I do here? Mm-hmm. I don't have like an option to not use my voice. And I'm not saying I'm going to mm-hmm. podcast for the rest of my life or make stupid right. reels or whatever. It, it might right. change form. But the question of does Heather parody going to show up and use her voice in this life and this breath that she's been given. I don't have a choice.
1: Mm-hmm. I think we're the same person. I think I'm talking to my twin right now. I we're think twins. We, we, we might've been separated at birth. I think we were. I, I think because everything that you're mentioning and everything that we've talked about, like we're, we're on the same page there. And, mm. uh, I don't know what the next you know year holds for me. Like, like I honestly, like I, I never thought that I would be where I am today. Like the, the my platform, like this has been five, five plus years yeah. of work. That, like I've been working hard every freaking day. And, yeah. and like, I've been blessed to, you know kind of catch a break you know every now and then and to have a really really great set of of um of audience members um but it's hard work and it's day in and it's day out and it's relentless but I wouldn't have it any other way cuz it brings me joy yeah not just for me personally but to see to get like a, like a message from somebody saying like hey Kai uh because of you I went to my doctor and got checked out and i do have adhd and now i'm you know getting help for it like like that one type of message makes all of the shit worth it i don't care if i have a million followers or five followers like if i have like this if i know that i helped one person have a better day all of this work is worth it all of it
2: I'm, i'm gonna tell you something i don't think i've like talked about, and I probably should talk about it a lot more, that and aging, you've given me a lot to think about, but um I did have an audience at one point. Um, you know, you go through seasons as a creator where things Uh-oh. pop and things don't. I started a show with a friend, um, and it took off. I mean, we Uh-oh. had, like, in eight months, a million downloads. We had a following. Uh-oh. Like, Uh-oh. we were able to have some really cool opportunities with it, and in one... Really, in one week, it was gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And as somebody who is has been really grinding as a creator to have a good size audience off mm-hmm. the bat, I was like, finally, my work yeah. is
1: paid <laughs> off. You know,
2: and it came in a way that I didn't think it would. Yeah. But it felt so good to have some validation there, to mm-hmm. have some yes. numbers, to mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then when it was completely gone. I went into like this really dark place, not necessarily because that show was over, because it needed to be over, but that feeling of getting that validation that something you were doing mattered Mm -hmm. and then it didn't anymore. And then now I'm going back to myself and starting all over again Mm -hmm. with like zero. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. took a screenshot of zero on my podcast thing, starting all over again. Um, And that was last year. I have really had to do a lot of soul searching and talking to God of what am I doing here and why Mm -hmm. am I doing it? Because when the numbers Mm -hmm. are there and then they're not, and you have to find something a little deeper to hold on to, Mm -hmm. um, it sounds really sexy me telling you this and inspirational, but it sucks and it's hard, Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm.
2: but I'm also grateful because I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. building on a strong foundation now of like, Calling, I guess mm-hmm.
1: that's yeah. what I'm after. Absolutely. When when you mentioned the the peaks and valleys uh, of of content creation, sweet lord, baby Jesus, <laughs> there are definitely there's some moments that I was like top of the world, and there are some moments that I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? Why? Yeah. Why am I yeah. doing this? Um. But like, well, I think you know, people like you and I are, are often reminded why we do it. Like, we find those reminders. Uh, why we keep pushing every single day to, to get to where we want to be. And that actually leads perfectly into the, the last question that I have for you, which is for anybody, not just from a content uh, creation standpoint, but just in life, where you might have peaks and valleys, what piece of advice would you give to somebody that's listening or watching right now that has their peaks and valleys, but they're right now they're probably in that valley, they feel like they're at a low point What piece Mm -hmm. of advice would you give to them right now?
2: Find something bigger than you and give your full heart to it. And I'm not going to tell you that needs to be a certain religion or anything like that. It can be whatever language and word that you want to attach to that. But I believe with everything in my being that there is a very powerful force that loves you deeply and wants to hold you through that valley and is going to be there when it's peaking again and when it drops back down again. And I don't know how you wrestle with it, because to your point, there is so so much freaking injustice in this world and so much pain and so many things that are unfair Um, that sometimes it really sucks to believe that there's something orchestrating and allowing all of that shit to happen. I personally don't know how I would wrestle with this life without knowing that, though. Just believing that I don't understand and there's some other world going on and one day I'll get it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: mm-hmm. Call that naive, but for me, it's like the only only way I can deal with it. So figure out what that is for you. Um, work out your own salvation for your own thing. I have no other answer other than that.
1: I love it. I love it. That's a, that's a perfect that's a perfect answer. In, in, at least in my opinion, I love that, Heather. Thank you, thank you, thank you're you. You're so
2: you. great. I just want to be your friend. You're <laughs> so cool. We're
1: officially friends. It's a you're officially-
2: gonna have to go lay down. This is over though, because I drained all your energy. <laughs> no,
1: no, actually, you know what's funny? Because sometimes when you're with the right person, mm-hmm. your your battery isn't drained as as fast as it normally would. Like when you're when because like, introverts love intimate conversations that have Rich. a point right we like you mentioned before small talk i hate small talk i don't want to do it but if you put me in yeah. a conversation yep. with somebody that like wants to dive deep into something i won't shut up like i, yeah. I really won't like yeah. i love every second of it so uh, honestly heather thank you um friends you just listen uh, and watch heather parody ladies and gentlemen uh, uh, beacon of, of hope and inspiration you can listen to her show uh, the heather parody show i'm going to put the links to all of that including uh her social media handles i'm gonna put all of that in the description of this podcast of this video uh heather thank you again for hanging out with me today i'm coming down we're gonna get some waffles i'm glad you're a waffle person over with cancer. some chicken,
2: with some, I'm chicken. Just saying,
1: with some chicken yes yes i and, have
2: i have to say thank really you for funny. the work you're doing yeah. in this world though oh. man like the people that you're <laughs> impacting and touching and the fact that you don't have to you know what i mean you don't have to work all night and do all this stuff and put yourself out there but look at the impact that you're making when joe sent me your profile and i was seen what you were doing i was like this man's changing the world and it's just an <laughs> honor to know you now
1: i know I, I appreciate that and shout out to joe for for hooking us up for, for making that connection yeah. um because joe joe is a is a very very good person he was I love him. Joe, joe was one of my first friends on tiktok uh and we like him and i started like that that tiktok journey together like around the same time when really? like uh musically turned into tiktok we, like we started around the same time and uh and so we grew up together in a way in a weird in a weird three-year he's, grew good up people. Together life. he's really good people so shout out to you joe um my friends thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening uh as always much love good
0: vibes and i'll talk to you later bye friends
1: have a good day see you
0: and that's a wrap for today's episode of the Vibe with Kai podcast. This is your host, Kai, hoping that our chat today was both informative and entertaining. Remember, there is no normal when it comes to mental health. It's all about finding what's healthy for you. And if that's vibing with me, well, I'm glad that you're here. I'd love to continue this conversation with you off the air as well. You can find me on all major social media platforms at the Vibe with Kai, or you can visit my official website at TheVibeWithKai.com. I'm here to keep the positivity flowing, the ideas sparking, and most importantly, to help everyone feel a little less alone in their mental health journey. Thank you so much for lending me your ears and your time. Keep those good vibes flowing, and remember to love and accept yourself, ADHD, introversion, and all. Until next time, this is Kai signing off with a smile. Much love and good vibes.